A woman has been charged in connection to a deadly shooting on Fort Riley this week. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Kansas, 30-year-old Margaret Schaefe has been charged with second-degree murder in the Monday death of Greg Schaefe at their home on Post. Margaret made her initial court appearance Thursday in front of U.S. Magistrate Judge Rachel Schwartz. If convicted, she faces up to life in prison. The Department of Army Criminal Investigations Division and the FBI are investigating. A Junction City man is behind bars in connection to a homicide in Wichita. According to a joint statement from the Junction City and Wichita Police Departments, officers from the Wichita Police Department responded to a shooting on the southeast side of Wichita just before 2 a.m. Thursday. Officers located 26-year-old Adriana Hidalgo of Wichita with a gunshot wound. She died at the scene. An investigation later determined that the suspect was the woman's 38-year-old boyfriend who has not yet been identified, but say that he did return to Junction City where he was arrested about six hours later Thursday. The Wichita and Junction City Police Departments are said to be working together to compile additional evidence before the suspect is transferred to Wichita to face formal charges. A bill that would give Riley County some authority over nuisance properties has cleared the first hurdle toward becoming law. Senate Bill 162 passed the Senate Thursday on a 34-5 vote. It would grant Riley County the ability to force landowners to clean up nuisance properties in unincorporated areas. Commission Chair John Ford says it adds another tool to bring a relatively small amount of property owners into compliance. I've always been of the opinion that uh, why should 2% get away with it at the expense of, of, of the other 98 The bill mirrors similar legislation in Sedgwick County for assessing liens on properties that a court has determined to be in need of cleanup. Before any abatement could happen, Riley County would be required to have obtained a conviction for a county code violation resulting from said nuisance within a year of any order being issued. Ford says the bill would be a win for neighboring property owners. In a couple of these in particular, it's not just the property owner itself, but it's adjacent property owners. And we have to take their ideas and and rights in perspective when dealing with that, too. And that's what this came about. The bill now moves on to the House, where it faces likely passage with little to no changes. If that does occur, it would become law on or before July 1st. Kansas 1st District Congressman Tracy Mann was in Leonardville Thursday, part of his 60-county listening tour with constituents. The congressman spoke about several topics, including national security. He says he believes Congress should be sending more economic aid to support Israel. But I just think we've got to support Israel during this time. It's it's a bad situation for everybody, to be clear. But there's no doubt in my mind if October 7th would not have happened, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in right now. October 7th is to them what September 11th is to us, or that's the only way you can kind of think about it. Congressman Mann says he doesn't think Homeland Security nor the executive branch are doing enough to stop the flow of migrants coming over the southern border. I voted to impeach Mayorkas last week. I mean, I mean why he's not enforcing these laws? And we got to continue to put pressure on the president. I mean, at the end of the day, if he could do so much more than he wanted to do. Mann was also in Clay Center, Onega, and Marysville yesterday as part of the listening tour. The Manhattan Public Library is hosting its annual book sale this weekend. It serves as a fundraiser for library initiatives as well as an opportunity to engage the community through multiple forms of media. Bree Braun from the Library Community Engagement Department says the funds raised will support the Manhattan Library Association. Those funds from those uh, um, from those sales go towards those bigger events. Uh, we also have our summer reading programs as well as individual events that we have for our MLA members throughout the year. We also have... Uh, funds that go towards our volunteer opportunities as well. MLA members get first dibs tonight as the uh, sale gets underway. It'll be open to the public both Saturday and Sunday. 
The Flint Hills Area Builders Association is hosting its 47th annual Flint Hills Home Show this weekend. The show includes a private first day for local businesses and business leaders. That starts tonight, then opens to the public for Saturday and Sunday. Executive Officer Brad Hartenstein. We invite our local businesses and chamber members from Wamego, Junction City, and as well as Manhattan to come to that preview party and the uh, exhibitors that will be there as well. He says the event provides a number of home building and improvement options for the public. We'll have landscape providers, we'll have a emergency shelter providers, insurance companies, and home builders and renovation specialists there to talk to you and put this all under one roof. There's over 90 different vendors all there under one roof that day. The Flint Hills Home Show takes place at the National Guard Armory on Levy Drive. A temporary street closure is in place near the Kansas State University campus. The city of Manhattan says Old Claflin Road, just west of North Manhattan Avenue, will be closed to vehicular and pedestrian traffic through mid-March as a new crosswalk and traffic signal get installed. It's impacting access to the northeast portion of campus, part of the city's North Manhattan Avenue pedestrian safety project. Elsewhere in the city, improvements will begin Monday on Houston Street between 3rd and 4th Street as road surface will be reconstructed and the city will do storm sewer and sidewalk replacement in addition to adding new lighting. City officials say a temporary walkway may be put into place to allow for north-south pedestrian traffic. That project will continue through the summer. Good morning, I'm Troy Coverdale with your sports headlines at News Radio KMAN. As K-Man's morning news continues, six Manhattan High wrestlers advanced to the semifinals in the 6A Boys State Tournament on Thursday with all 13 Indian wrestlers having won at least one match on the opening day. Undefeated 113-pounder Ezekiel Witt, Caleb Hutchinson at 120 pounds, Cameron Coonrod at 126, Ben Uhr at 157, Landon Dobson at 190, and Raymond Gary Hernandez at 215 all won their opening two matches Thursday to move into this afternoon's semifinals. At 138 pounds, Jamil Agnew dropped his quarterfinal match, as did Logan Lagerman at 144. Clayton Frayne's quarterfinal at 275 pounds went double overtime before he dropped a 3-2 decision to Sebastian Lopez of Garden City. Brecken Chris Funk at 132 pounds, Jackson Rady at 150, Caden Dabini at 165, and Max Evans Pryor at 175. All won second round consolation matches yesterday, staying alive on those brackets. At the girls' 6 and 5A tournament, Manhattan sent two wrestlers to today's semifinals. Unbeaten Sage Rosario is through to the final four at 155 pounds, and Kayla Kramer will wrestle for a spot in the finals at 120 pounds. Elena Silfer and Sophia Hemi both won their second matches on Thursday at 140 and 145 pounds, respectively. They, too, had suffered losses in the opening round and will continue with second-round consolation matches to start today's action at noon. Three other wrestlers were eliminated after two matches for Manhattan High. Alexis Hassler at 110, Evelyn Thornburg at 125, and Tierra Young at 135. A rundown on the Indians as well as the other area squads at the state tournament can be found at newsradiokman.com this morning. High school basketball substates last night getting underway in the state's smallest classifications, 1A Division II boys substate. 
Pike Valley falls to Blue Valley Randolph. The Rams, a 64-47 winner on the road. Their girls will open with Lynn tonight in those sub-state quarterfinals. The Mankato sub-state quarterfinals saw the Frankfurt boys defeat Washington County. That's in 1A Division I, 44-19. The Frankfurt girls have tonight off. They will open play in the sub-states next Thursday. Also last evening, Wamigo over Concordia, 52-41 in boys' action, while the girls were able to scratch out a 40-39 win over Concordia. Riley County's girls also by one over St. Mary's. By a final of 25-24, the Riley County boys fall to St. Mary's 74-52. The K-State baseball team opens its first home series of the season this afternoon, welcoming in Holy Cross for a 3 o'clock contest. The Wildcats will send Ty Rule to the mound this afternoon against right-hander Danny Machierola. Jacob Frost gets the start tomorrow against Alex Bryant. Holy Cross will start Sean Scanlon on Sunday. The Cats have not named their starter yet. While the Cats return home from their four-game start to the season in Arizona at 2-2, two and two, Holy Cross is 1-2. Sunday's game is being moved up to an 11 o'clock start. Coverage begins online that morning. On NewsRadioKMAN.com, we'll join the broadcast in progress at noon that day here on K-Man. This afternoon's coverage gets underway at 2.30. The K-State men's basketball team tries to end a Big 12 slide when facing BYU for the second time in two weeks tomorrow afternoon at Bramlage. Coach Jerome Tang says the 24th-ranked Cougars offer a different style of play than the norm in the conference. So some of your defensive rules have to change. Some of your help side coverages have to change. And, and then you have to get your scout team to try and run that and make that adjustment pretty quick. So it is difficult. Tip tomorrow at 1, the Wildcats and BYU are facing each other in Manhattan for only the second time in history. The K-State women, meanwhile, have an extra day of rest before they visit Kansas for the second of the Sunflower Showdown tilts this uh, season on Sunday. Tip will be at 1 Sunday afternoon with coverage on Sunny 102.5 getting underway at 12.30. State wrestling reports continue through the course of the day today. We pick them back up at noon as the 6A tournament continues at Park City for the Manhattan Boys. 6A, 5A girls there as well. The other wrestling tournaments taking place in Salina will continue with the updates throughout the day. Plus, K-State baseball coming up this afternoon with coverage beginning at 2.30, first pitch at 3 o'clock as K-State takes on Holy Cross on News Radio KMAN.